Welcome to the Sportscasters Club Radio Show, where it's all about becoming a better sportscaster and a better sports fan. And now, your host, a man who has trained sportscasters at Marist College, the Connecticut School of Broadcasting, and Fordham University's WFUV Radio, Rick Schultz. Thanks for joining us today. I want to talk about the Major League Baseball season. It's been great watching all the games on MLB TV. And there's one thing in particular that has gotten some attention. Although the Blue Jay team is kind of off to a slow start. I think they've got brighter days ahead. They've had so much adversity, not only with with where they're playing, whether it be Florida, whether it might be Buffalo, playing a lot of road games so far, injuries, players going down with testing and virus-related issues. So they've had a lot of a lot of bad luck, I think. But the thing that I want to talk about today is something that has made news over the past couple months, and it ties a lot into what we talk about here on sportscastersclub.com. And what I'm talking about particularly is the fact that the Blue Jay broadcasts this year are just on a simulcast, the television simulcast. So in other words, they do not have their own radio broadcast, which in this day and age is quite unheard of. And I want to start with something that Howie Rose said, one of the great voices of the New York Mets in New York. And if you take a look at this article, this is from Larry Brown Sports, published Uh, a little while back in February. And this was after Howie Rose made the comment saying, my goodness, that is nothing short of an absolute total disgrace. They should be embarrassed. Either you're major league or you're not utterly reprehensible. Baseball on the radio is an art and is the last sport that should ever simulcast serves no one. And that's because Howie gets it. Howie understands the difference between broadcasting baseball on radio and on TV. And we spend a lot of time at sportscastersclub.com talking about that and and on the Sportscasters Club YouTube channel and on our podcast. We've talked about that a lot. And when I used to sit with students at Fordham or at Marist or the Connecticut School of Broadcasting, we would spend weeks and weeks talking about that difference, radio versus TV. On television, you're there to complement the picture. So Dan Shulman might be talking about a player, whatever they, he sees on the screen, and adding to what a viewer can see. But on radio, you're painting the word picture. So it's a completely different thing when Buck Martinez is doing the call on TV versus radio. On radio, you have to be the eyes of the listener. You have to paint that word picture and allow them to see what you see. And the really good ones are are helping their listeners feel what they feel. And so that is a big difference. Television on radio versus, or, or baseball on radio versus baseball on television. And if you want more, again, you can check out a lot more that we talk about that. It's, it's much different. And it really goes back to the early days where there was this battle back in the 20s and 30s when radio first emerged. There was this battle even should baseball be on the radio? Because some teams didn't want it on the radio because they felt fans would tune into the game instead of coming to the game. I mean, in fact, if you check out one of the articles from 
Secrets of Sports Broadcasting, one of the stories talking about in 1934, the Yankees, Giants, and Brooklyn Dodgers all made a pact because they thought they thought if you broadcast games on the radio, it was going to scare fans away. So they made a deal that they would all ban baseball on the radio until 1938. Really difficult to comprehend today. Two years later, 13 of baseball's 16 teams had radio, except the three New York teams. I mean, ponder that. All the major league teams, all 16 had radio and baseball on the radio, except the three New York teams. In 1939, Dodgers owner Larry McPhail finally gave in, signed a deal with WOR Radio. The Yankees and Giants were angered, but they soon succumbed to the pressure and signed radio deals as well. And now each of baseball's 16 teams had radio. That's a kind of a cool story. Hard to believe that baseball on the radio was was opposed back then. And now we take it for granted. And I have to admit that when I when I taught classes when I was just a couple years ago in Fordham University, I asked the students, one of the first things I asked in my sports broadcasting class was, who prefers baseball on radio compared to baseball on TV? And I'd say 90% of the class preferred it on television. And I can understand because you're engaging more of your senses. You're engaging your your sight, your your sense of hearing. And seeing the action is, is in many cases a lot more exciting. But there is an art and a beauty to baseball on the radio. And it's it's different than any of the other sports on radio. Because you're engaging that imagination. You're painting that word picture. You're describing that action. And so you're allowing your listener to, to draw up the images in their mind. Whatever images they want to conjure up. And that was one of the great things when I broadcast professional baseball that I always had in my mind as I was trying to paint that word picture and bring the listener into the arena, into the, the stadium, into the action. And that was a lot of the beauty and the art of it. The really good ones are able to get so detailed with their description that you can see it. And think about this. I mean, in the old days, before television broadcasts, fans oftentimes followed the careers of Willie Mays or Joe DiMaggio without ever seeing them. They read about them in the paper. They heard them on radio, heard their exploits during games on the radio, but oftentimes never laid eyes on them in action. Can you imagine that? Just one of the great things and the special things about baseball on radio. And there's so much to it. I, I know when, when I broadcast basketball or hockey, it definitely wasn't the same because baseball on the radio, you have so much downtime. It's kind of like sitting next to a friend at the game and shooting the breeze. That's part of the, the special aspect of baseball compared to the other sports. A lot more downtime. When you're done with this episode, or even if you want to open your browser now, you can go deeper and learn the secrets of sports broadcasting. Search our full list of books at sportscastersclub.com. Available from Amazon and Kindle, paperback, and audible format. So many people have been angered by this decision by the Blue Jays. As you took a look back in March in this article, they were getting ready for the experiment of how to do it. And this was a really good article by Gregory Strong. 
and he was talking about how there is quite a difference. People saying it's a shame that they did so. Talking about Ben Wagner, who does a great job on the Blue Jays broadcast, along with Martinez, Shulman, Tabler, and the rest. But take a look at this article here, this, this point. There's a nuance and a slight difference in the call between radio and television, according to, to Rob. And that's true, so true. It's very distinguishable. Once you, once you start to realize the difference between radio and television, you can tell the good ones. And those that are like Bob Costas and some of the other really, John Miller, some of the really great professional broadcasters, Gary Cohen with the Mets, able to go from radio to television and change their style. On radio, you're describing, you're speaking a lot more. On television, you're complimenting. And there's a big distinction. So, for example, on television, you don't have to describe a hard shot right side through the hole into right field for a base hit. In comes uh, Davidson. He picks it up, scoops it, fires to second. You don't have to give that level of description on television because you can see it. That would be a radio call. On television, it might be hot shot right side, base hit. Throw to second, safe. So your your level of description on television, much less. And once you develop an ear for that and you understand the difference, It'll frustrate you when you hear or when you watch a TV game and you see the broadcaster giving a radio call. That's just laziness. It's laziness or it's not knowing the difference. And, and it's a shame because viewers deserve better. They don't deserve a radio call. They don't need it. But that's one of the great things about MLB TV. And, and this is the way I grew up too, watching baseball games and turning the broadcast on the radio. So I was able to watch it but hear the descriptive call. Because sometimes that's great to hear. It shouldn't be delivered on a television broadcast, but for the real fan of baseball on the radio, I used to enjoy that. And, and maybe you did too. So leave a comment down below. Let me know if that's something you grew up doing or if you do now because on MLB TV, you can actually put the radio call up while you're watching the game. So that's been a lot of fun on MLB TV. And taking a look at one last article, this is... Um, from a little uh, while ago as well. Again, talking about the Blue Jays becoming the first team without a dedicated radio feed. But honestly, visiting broadcasters are broadcasting from their home parks or from a studio now anyway. They're not traveling with the team, which causes a whole other set of issues, especially for orders. That's something we covered on a previous broadcast, a, a previous video. But the point is, Broadcast your games. I mean, when I was in the minor leagues, I can remember some some minor league general managers were still scared of it. And this is back in the 90s and the, in 2000. And it didn't make sense to me because I always felt that a radio broadcast was an advertisement for your team. If someone tuned in, heard your game on the radio, it had fun, it sounded exciting, much more chance they would come to the ballpark. Some general managers or owners don't view it that way even to this day. They feel like if someone can turn it on the radio, going to keep them away from it. I don't think that's true at all. I think it's a it's a free market. It's not free, but it's a marketing mechanism for your team. It's a, a connection to the fan base. It just helps to build uh, better relationships with your community and with your, your fan. So baseball on the radio is so special. And this article here, 
talked a little bit about it. The Blue Jays have enough troubles as it is playing, and their manager, Charlie Oza, a terrific baseball man, a terrific guy, and he's going to turn this team around. And this is a young team that's gotten off to a slow start, but he's the man for the job, and he's going to do a fantastic job. I have no doubt about that. But fans deserve to be able to hear it on the radio, so it's a shame they don't, shame they can't, and I think blaming it on the pandemic. I think is is not fooling anyone. Let me know what you think. Let me know what your opinion is on the entire topic on uh, the Blue Jays not having baseball on the radio and having the final cast with their television broadcasts. Thanks for listening to this episode. Thanks for watching. Check us out at sportscastersclub.com. We've got a lot there. Sports broadcasting classes, all kinds of material. So check us out, and thanks for watching today. Thanks for listening to the Sportscasters Club radio show at sportscastersclub.com. Don't forget to subscribe so you will never miss an episode. And thanks for liking, sharing, posting reviews, and spreading the word.